Good morning. Welcome to Origin Gates Podcast Wisdom's Echo. This is John Usry, and just uh, on a beautiful sunny morning here in Texas, and uh, just bring you greetings and uh, excited to visit with y'all. Um, been pondering a lot of different things the last couple days, and just thinking about uh, stuff that's on my heart and. Um, enjoying mowing my yard I've got almost two acres and so I have a little riding mower that I ride around on I love riding around just looking at things and just pondering things of God and I get some good stuff out there that in the shower I don't know what about those two places but I get some good stuff in those two places and just it's kind of a fun time to just connect and so anyway just wanted to share with you a little bit about that um I was thinking about um, imagination, and um, I recently heard a really good Origin Gate roundtable, and they were talking about imagination, and it was so good to hear the clarifications, because a sanctified imagination is a gift from God. I mean, it, it is beautiful. Now, if you've got a bunch of junk, and your gateways are clogged up, and you need to work on your stuff, do that, you know, because then you're imagination uh well you know if you haven't done that it kind of goes all over and and you probably need to not go there but you know once you've worked on stuff and your heart's connected to Yahweh and you're in love with him and you've cleaned up the gateways of your soul and and working through all that stuff and Ian's got a ton of good stuff on that um don't be afraid of your imagination your imagination once sanctified to God um is kind of like the primer of the pump um, the old well pumps back in the day, my grandparents had one on their well and a big old lever handle and, you know, you could pump on the thing and, and as a kid, you know, we wouldn't get anything out of there, but there was always a pail of water, uh, next to it. At least there's supposed to be. Otherwise grandpa would chew you out for not putting a fresh pail of water there when you're done. But sometimes you needed to pour that pail of water down the pump to prime it to begin to get it to pull the cool water out of the well um, and to get it flowing. And imagination to me is like that in the spirit. A lot of times what will happen is you begin to frame up with imagination. You, you know, you connect. the kingdom. Remember, the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. So as you begin to connect with that, you look into that, you let a sanctified imagination begin to pull and prime the pump to engage with what's going on in there. And then once you're in that flow of what's going on, uh, then you allow the Spirit of the Lord to begin to pull from that and draw from that, and you engage with that process, and it begins to flow out of you. Uh, A little bit different place than the imagination, but that's what gets you going. So I wanted to encourage you firstly, you know, don't be afraid of that because it's a a God-given tool. the other thing that I was thinking about, though, with all of this is that um, the amount of time people spend with Yahweh versus uh, learning knowledge, um, I think a lot of times people get the idea that the more conferences and seminars they listen to and the more knowledge they accumulate, they cross that up and over with having relationship. They'll they'll buy every conference, they'll buy every session, and it's 
super important to have knowledge. I mean, you know, if you have no knowledge, uh, you don't have any kind of direction or place to go. Um, that could, you know, that's that's a ditch too. But a lot of times people will cross up the accumulation of those things and how many conference sets and had they downloaded every session of the Nest out of their uh, library so that it doesn't get lost at the next uh, uh, data dump. <laughs> uh, just think, talking personally because I'm thinking of things that I should probably do. But when you go through years of the Nest or you go through different events different people have or different conferences that you purchase and you can't wait for the next one and, and it's all good. It's all amazing material. It's all but it doesn't profit you anything if you don't engage with what's being taught. If you just think it's an accumulation for your mind, and some of you have really sharp minds, so you can regurgitate what's been taught in those lessons. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes people do that out of a need to sound cool or a need to sound knowledgeable or spiritual. And and so if, if they have a skill in being able to regurgitate and speak the same lingo and the same words, the same uh, things that they learned in that conference event or that teaching set, then they sound like they got their act together. And actual application of what's being taught is really where relationship comes and where it's really going to benefit and change you. You can sound great, um, but it's not going to do you a bit of good. So what I wanted to do is just encourage you to firstly begin to enjoy the journey. Um, you're not on a race, like, although Paul said he finished the race. I mean, so I guess you are in a sense. But um, it's not a race to find out how much accumulation of information that you can get, how fast you can become the next talking head or the next talking guru. It's about enjoying the journey, the process. Be thankful that you're on the journey, that you have... If you have one teaching set that somebody gave you, um, purchased for you, or, or you were able to download, and that's all you had resources for, and you could listen to that, whatever nuggets and keys were in that, and then you begin to follow and apply what's being taught and said, you'll be so much further than the person that's got a comprehensive library. Um, I was thinking of a recent conference that we had in uh, London recently, so full of information, uh, just so valuable, uh, and so much of our family, um, spiritual family, were connected there, whether it be online or in person. It was a great event. But there were some nuggets, some key things that came out that if you would apply, and the conference, by the way, is Living Stones. Uh, you can look for look for it and purchase it. I, I don't, I'm not endorsing it for any. I don't get anything off of that. I'm just telling you it was good stuff. So, if if you're listening to this, maybe you can connect up to whatever uh, you're connected to and and find that and purchase it because it was amazing. But the conference itself had some amazing nuggets and some applicable things that you could do, not just to sit and listen to, but stuff that you could engage with that would change your life. And so if you begin to enjoy the journey, um, you're going to gain a whole lot more from it. So instead of just uh, obtaining information, how many of you duplicate the amount of time you take in obtaining information 
in actually going and applying and doing. For instance, how many of you uh, spend time and use your sanctified imagination, sit there in your uh, chair, your closet, your office, wherever you have a spot, and begin to engage with the kingdom of God on the inside of you and begin to go into that place and to look around and process what's there and 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 look for Yeshua or look for uh, Yahweh in that place or or whatever else might show up there or maybe maybe you stumble into the river of God and and you look around in there and you begin to gaze down under the water and you see the gems and the jewels and then you go in under the water and you begin to breathe from that place and experience what that feels like and see what shows up and begins to manifest and you could spend so much time just churning and moving through the kingdom of God on the inside of you that it would become rich. And then you could take those encounters and go back and revisit them and expand them. And, and you'd have a lifetime of experience to be able to draw from and revelation to draw from that Yahweh would begin to open up to. Or what about um, another method would be to engage with your night watch. And how do you do that? What does that look like? And, you know, for me, when I... Um, get ready to go to sleep at night, I prepare myself in faith for my night watch. And what I mean by that is I, um, I'll, I'll ask the Lord, I say, Father, just work with me, cause me in, in my night watch to be connected to you and whatever mentors and things you have for me and whatever things you want me to engage with or places you want me to go. And I work with that in faith and I brood over that. I begin to sing to the Lord and I begin to just be thankful to him that he's ever teaching me, leading me, guiding me, causing me to experience the fullness of everything that he has. And then somewhere around 2.33, somewhere, I don't know, in that range maybe, it varies for different people, sometimes I'll come out of that place of deep sleep and I'll be hovering in that thin place, I call it, the thin place of where you're kind of between sleep and awake, but yet you're experiencing a clarity of, of remembrance and understanding. And it's at that moment, it's like riding a wave if you ever surfed, but at that moment you begin to just engage by faith with anything that's going on and, and work with it and, and run with it and see what he shows you and see what you experience and begin to um, participate in the process and then if you can, write stuff down in a journal, whatever that looks like, so that you don't forget, so that that encounter becomes real to you. Or the other thing that you could do is to just meditate in the Word day and night. What does that look like? The living Word is the sound, the frequency, the vibration, the alphabet, the, all of that forming up around you. But even taking the, the written Word and beginning to engage with that, becomes so powerful. For instance, if you were to um, take, for example, a verse of scripture and you prepared your heart, you begin to pray, Father, I'm going to meditate in your word. I love your word. I want to engage with what you want to reveal and show to me. The word of God is like a portal. I mean, thousands upon thousands of portals, to be honest with you. You've got so much in there that you could engage with. But let's just take John 1, 1, for example. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
And say you just took that one verse, for example, and you just shut your eyes and you just stood and you laid it out on the floor around you. You could even print it on paper in the beginning. And then the next one was the Word. And then the next page was the Word was with God. And the next page was the Word was God. And you stood it. You put them on your floor and you stood on them and you looked down them. And then you begin to engage with in the beginning. And you let that begin to frame up on the inside of you. And you begin to see before the beginning what that was like. What an illumination looked like. What Yahweh was like. What you were engaging with and what you felt during those times and those moments. What it what experiences would begin to circle around you like the gah just whirlwind around your life? What would it feel like the engagement process of that? What would Yahweh look like? And begin to watch it frame up around you in the beginning. And then was the Word. And So what was the Word? The Word, you know, we know Aleph Bet was involved in creation. We had Yahweh who brooded over the blueprint and plans from Proverbs 8 that uh, Wisdom talked about. He, She was his delight because of her... Uh, the architecture of creation, the way she was, and then engaging with Aleph Bet, brooding and releasing the sound and frequencies of those beings to cause creation. So in the beginning was the Word, and what did all that begin to look like as it framed up around you? What did you see take place? What did you see manifest? The Word was with God. Aleph Bet was the surrounding frequencies and sounds around Yahweh. And it was him. And, and when you stand in the middle of that verse and, and in his presence, feeling the sense of the living beings and the, 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 the whole framework of what was going on during that moment, you could take one verse like that and engage in that process and just absolutely fill a journal full of experience and yet so many people settle for just an accumulation of a new teaching or a new conference set or a new um, preaching of some kind from somebody. And they chalk it off on their checklist as being, okay, I'm smarter, I'm more informed, I'm more spiritual now because I have that information. Faith without works is dead. And so if you hear something and you don't put action to it, an application to it, it's a zero benefit to you in your life. So I just want to encourage you this. Take the gift of God. You enjoy the journey. Go in and experience with a sanctified imagination to get the pump primed to then begin to allow Ruach HaKadosh on the inside of you to work with you and to begin to frame up the things of the kingdom, so that you can experience and see the good things of God. Taste and know that he is good. I just want to encourage you with that. Bless you with that. May your day be full. Spend some time, block out a block of time to just have fun with him and to enjoy his presence. Love you bunches. Bye-bye.